Yes, welcome in everyone. This is at the full 10 yards of betting podcast. I know there's no NFL action at the moment, but it's a good time. It's a good time now as, as any to, to be looking at some some props. Obviously, now the schedule's been released and we've had the draft. So we're having a little look at how that uh, shakes up the betting in terms of NFL outrights and divisions. And uh, we have a whole host of markets for your listening pleasure today. And alongside me, as you can see, Mr. Adam Wolford, Mr. Touchdown at Tips. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing really good, mate. Yeah, looking forward to doing this podcast with you. Uh, worked yesterday, had a barbecue, so can't complain too much. It's lovely weather yesterday, wasn't it? Hey? Summer, summer was it? Yeah. Boy, boy, yeah, thunderstorms overnight, but it was lovely yesterday. Oh, was there? Oh, not where I was, but uh, that's what you get for being in the Midlands, I suppose. Can't have it all, can you? Can't Pretty much. There you go. If you're here for the uh, Dan Marino podcast, uh, jersey prize um, competition that we did over on twitter the winner is at rates dj at r-a-t-t-e-z dj so you are the winner of the jersey make sure you uh, hit us on dm or contact us and then we'll get uh, your choice of and size of uh, the lovely damarino jerseys uh, that were on the site there as well and don't forget you can get 10 percent off at over at nfl shop europe on if you if you are someone that missed out and you still want to buy it you can get 10 percent off with code full 10 and that's across absolutely anything on store um yeah, like I said, we're going to cover everything from Super Bowl outright all the way through to some seasonal awards, um, yeah, everything in between. So let's, let's get straight into it, Adam. Obviously, looking at the, uh, the Super Bowl outright, uh, it's obviously the, fir- the first one that everyone always kind of looks at if you support a team, if you follow a team. Obviously, I know you you look straight away at what the Cincinnati Bengals are, <laughs> Cincinnati Bengals are and see if they're, yeah. if, they're, if they're two figures or three figures. What, what's the, what's, what are they? Three, three figures, figures, I think. Yeah, yeah I think they're three. Uh, not not the not the furthest odds. Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars <laughs> have just just about beaten us. Uh, yeah, 150 to one for the Bengals, yeah. and yeah. still not worth a bet. Does that, do you consider that a win? Uh, yeah, yeah, we're not <laughs> not, not projected to be the uh, the worst team. That's yeah, it's uh, it's not good, like I say. I think the Bengals are quite underrated this year. I know it's a new new uh, new quarterback at the, <coughs> in there and second year head coach, but I think they're being a bit underrated. I think they're better than the second worst team in the NFL. Yeah, third worst maybe. We're better than the Redskins. Perhaps. Yeah, don't. Yeah, we'll get you and Lawrence in the room for that one. Um, obviously, looking at the top <laughs> of the market, Kansas City Chiefs rightfully the favourites. Thirteen to two. Obviously, got Patrick Mahomes and uh, tw- I think I think I had a stat: twenty of twenty-two uh, returning starters coming back uh, next year, which is obviously important because even considering uh, coronavirus and uh, disruption to mini camps and all that, obviously a lot of familiarity there. That was, that's going to help. And thirteen to two favourites um, worthy worthy of that price tag. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, I think, to be honest, it's between them and the Ravens. I, I don't see any team coming from the AFC that's going to really compete with them. I don't think anyone's improved that much, frankly. And we saw last year those two teams were the best. Um, obviously, I love Mahomes. And for this year, as you say, 20 of 22 returning starters. Um, they're going to be good for another year, at least, until they need to pay Mahomes. And then they'll have to figure stuff out. But we'll uh, we'll see what happens with that. Obviously, Clyde, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, the kid drift, um, drafted this year lots of talk that he could be replacement for Damian Williams and the main running back there he's a very good pass catcher decent between the tackles so it's a bit of an improvement there um, defense all fairly good still they've got Chris Jones back on the tag for this year at least um, so yeah I, I think the Chiefs are definitely the right rightful favorites Mm. Uh, team obviously out there the fourth in fourth in the list of betting joint fourth uh, name that we've not seen that high for for a long long while the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at 14 obviously this is kind of a case of 
uh, you know, obviously Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski have got a lot to do with it as well. But you know, obviously they're now a bit more popular. Uh, bookies obviously reacting to that and not wanting any any bets on them. Uh, Fourteen to one is that too rich for your blood, or do you, do you think that's that's about right? Yeah, that's too short for me. I'm not touching the books in any kind of market this uh, anymore. Hmm. They've been overhyped. They've um, been smashed in everywhere just because of the Brady. Of- as you say, so yeah, not gonna, not gonna know, go near fourteen to one. Uh, I do have an eight to one on them to win the NFC South, which is nice. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah, they're, I know, they're I know, down a lot shorter now. Yeah, I know a couple of my mates. Shout out to a couple of my mates who got on a while, just after the Super Bowl finished. Um, I think they got on at like sixty sixes and eighties, so uh, they've got their ticket worth having. So shout out to those guys that have done that. Obviously, you've got a lot more money to burn than I, <laughs> than I do. Um, looking a bit further down the list, obviously it's quite AFC. It's obviously AFC dominate the top two, and then there's a lot of NFC stuff, uh, a lot of NFC teams dominating kind of the next tier. I, I suppose that's that's about right. Do you, do you see San Francisco as the rightful uh, NFC protagonist? Um, it's a tough one, isn't it? The NFC it is very, very competitive, and there's teams all over that could cause some issues. The 49ers, obviously, their division is probably a little bit more difficult now. The Cardinals have drafted well and obviously had a good free agency. The Seahawks always there and thereabouts, and the Rams. They've, I mean, everyone seems to think they're just going to fall off, but they've still got a pretty good coach. So it'll be interesting to see how they do with things. Mm. Um, yeah, the Saints, I think. The Saints are actually decent value now because of the yeah. money on the books. Uh, I think they're good value for the NFC South. They're above evens, which I would be more than happy to take. Uh, the NFC North Packers, eh, I, obviously we all know. Last year they got a little bit lucky. They won a lot of one-score games last year. Probably shouldn't have been 13 wins. And obviously their draft was, as we all saw, not not the best for uh, Mr. Rogers up there. Um, so, yeah, the, the NFC is just, as you say, there's six seven eight teams all probably going to be there or thereabouts come the end of it so that's that's why you're getting all the all them kind of bunched in there with the afc teams the two at the top yeah i mean i mean for me let's say Norwood and saints are quite a bit of value and say if you can get the nfc east winner dallas to philadelphia philadelphia can get healthier obviously they're they're always going to be there or thereabouts just because of the coaching. It'd be interesting. So i think dallas are quite a bit a bit of value at 20s considering the change of head coach uh which obviously is kind of a catch-22 because you've got a new head coach but I think uh, yeah Dallas have got a really good team I'm not saying that it's just because I'm at home and I yeah, can't tell that I'm at home can you um yeah yeah it could be it could be that just Jason Garrett was the the the, the shackles of, of this Dallas team and they've had a, obviously added CeeDee Lamb so they're they are going to be one of the highest scoring teams if not the highest scoring team uh come 2020 so that's what that's going to be um yeah, everyone else has been put on warning. I think, I think for 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 twenty twenty. But yeah, twenty twenty one. I thought was was quite high. I was, was expecting. Obviously, some places going to give you sixteen, fourteens, or, or whatever. But then it's twenties uh, uh, floating about. Uh, just to your point on AFC North. No, no interest in Green Bay or, or Minnesota this year. Minnesota had too much of an exodus on the on defense, and Green Bay. I'd say they've not helped Aaron Rodgers whatsoever, and he he struggled for he struggled for the last couple of years, hasn't he? So uh, I don't care what kind of tour he's on this year, whether it's nephew tour or an angry tour or whatever. But I I, can't, I just can't see them getting the job done um yeah like i say i think that that 13 and 3 record from from last season is going to have a devastating ripple effect on that that franchise because obviously they think they're good enough to win it so that's why they've kind of kept kept what they've done in terms of wide receivers obviously aj dillon reverting to maybe the run game a bit more but yeah not 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 for me uh at the, even at those prices uh, i thought buffalo were, were slightly short i think buffalo could be could be a jump forward team this year uh, obviously, AFC East is now up there for the for the taking. So, thirty to one, I thought was was pretty decent. Uh, any any other bits of value you like? Maybe a bit further down, or 
No, yeah, it's a tough one, isn't it? Obviously, the Browns were the hype team last year, and they could be a post-hype sleeper. Yeah. They've obviously changed their head coach. Um, they can't. He can't do any worse, despite being a first-time head coach. He can't do much worse than Freddie Kitchens and obviously Mr. Jackson did before that. So th- there's a there's a possibility, but again, they're in a tough division, which makes it a little bit more difficult. The North is really tough with the Steelers and the Ravens, and um, one other team who were probably not quite as good this year. <laughs> um, the NFC, uh, the Cardinals, are the Browns from last year. Basically, they've had all mm. the hype. They uh, did, made the signing of Hopkins, obviously, but they they really impressed me last year. I thought Kyler did really well. Um, so getting 50 to 1 for them, possibly not the worst bet in the world. And then obviously you've got the Chargers for um, the AFC, but again, they struggle with their division. And I'm not sure why I've got them marked down there when the Cardinals are <laughs> higher priced. Um, yeah, the Chargers, obviously, they, they lost, I think, 10, 10 games, was it? They lost by one score last year. Ten of their eleven losses was uh, by one score or less. Yeah. So it's they had bad luck, but they're the Chargers, and that's what they always do. Yeah. So yeah, it'll be interesting. The FC West is actually really difficult because the Raiders and the Broncos both improved. But yeah, for bits of value, Cardinals, Chargers, Browns would be my three for the higher prices. Yeah, and don't forget as well. When during the playoffs, kind of anything can happen. Um, obviously, there's an extra berth, playoff berth issue with, with seven seeds in each conference. So you are getting uh, kind of a you know if you are betting on Super Bowl, is a bit uh, not value, but obviously you've got more chances now because you've got you've got seven chances rather than six to be in the playoffs. So um, yeah, so if you're if you're taking someone like kind of in the middle as a as a shot in the dark, you know, you say you Denver Broncos, you're Cleveland, you're Cleveland Browns, you don't have to come for, yeah, certainly first or second any anymore in your in your division. You can even come third. So. Um, but talking talking of divisions, let's have, let's have a little look at the betting then for the division. Let's start off with the AFC. Um, any any particular bets that you like off there? Obviously, there's a couple of odds on shots. Kansas City, the shortest price of the whole of the whole eight divisions at one to five, and again, deserve, deservedly so. They're the favourites for the Super Bowl. And, uh, but I'm, I'm surprised there is a bit of value uh, double digits for the Broncos, Chargers, uh, and the Raiders. Again, I'm not going to be taking the Raiders at twelves. But um, are you surprised at how short the Chiefs are for the division? Um, not really. No, I, I think it's 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 the right it's the right price. I think, as you said, there is value in the other three. It is pretty good that you're getting ten to one minimum for any of the other three. So if you did want a punt, then you're looking fairly decent. You could even do all three of them and just um, take that if you wanted someone to, to basically yeah. for the Chiefs not to win it. Um, no, the the value obviously there's no value in the Ravens, no value in the Chiefs. Um, so I would probably avoid both of their, them divisions, to be honest. Um, the Bills, obviously, is where the value is. Yeah. Um, 29 it's, it's, to 20. It's, it's weird to, to see uh, New England Patriots as uh, odds against, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is. But they should be higher than that, basically. Yeah. They should yeah. be. I'm surprised that they're still the favourites in most places. I was very surprised. Um, I, I did this. Uh, I did the betting or the markup for these, the images that you can see on the screen now. Uh, yesterday, I was like, I, I did it without putting the prices on and did my list. Obviously, I put Buffalo first. I was like, hang on, why are New England favourites? Yeah. Yeah, it seems um, seems very, I, not weird. I get why, because obviously it's the Patriots and everyone likes, to, well, no one likes the Patriots, but everyone thinks and expects that of the Patriots. But this is a completely different team. Yeah, uh, They could be the lowest scoring games in the league this year because obviously they're great on defence and their offence is a bit of a mess. But yeah, the, the Bills, I, I'm not as high on the Bills as I probably should be. Obviously, they've got a great defence. They bought it big. So they should, they should do pretty well. 
Um, and I think they will win that division. So getting 29-20, on the Bills, I think, is, is probably worth a bet on that one. Um, the AFC South, I'm pretty much avoiding. Mm. The Colts have got, by some way, the easiest schedule this year. So realistically, they should be the bet there. And obviously, with the improvements they've made with Rivers coming in, they've got the great offensive line. They've got a 6,000-yard running back from college who is going to be good for a couple of years at least. And obviously, they brought in um, Pittman, uh, the wide receiver, to go alongside Hilton. So they, they've got the weapons there. I think they're probably the ones to look for in the South. But then you've got the Texans, who generally have a winning season. And the Titans mm-hmm. are obviously made it to the, uh, champ- not the championship game, was it? Uh, made it through the playoffs last year. Yeah, no, yeah, say I think I think I remember about this time last year when we did the uh, preview for for last season. Uh, we were talking about Houston being a value. I think about the same price as well. So, uh, but like you say, yeah, Houston do just get the wins uh, in the win column. Uh, even after that season where they went what zero and five or wasn't it when they uh, faced the the, uh, the Colts yeah. in that overtime game. But yeah, yeah Houston Texans maybe um, it's it's a wide open division. But so the prices I think are about right. Uh, Philip Rivers obviously now go over to Indianapolis and lose a lot of one score games there as well. So <laughs> we shall we'll see Probably. how that. Let's see how that turns out. Let's move over to the uh, NFC. Uh, again, there's no no odds on favourites in the NFC, which just is a testament to how open it is. A couple of, couple of ones close to it. Obviously, the West, uh, that the NFC, NFC West is a, is a difficult one. And uh, yeah, we, we mentioned about the Arizona Cardinals. I think 12 to 1 uh, as an outside stab in, in the dark so for someone to go from, from last to first uh, is, a, is a great bet. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think the Cardinals 12 to 1. As, as we said, it is a tough division, but. That, I think that's the value there. Um, you're looking, I think the Cowboys are a good bet um, for the East. Uh, no team attains the East. I think it's been nearly 20 years now. So it's the Cowboys' turn this year. And obviously, as we've said, they are much improved on, uh, off, well, not much improved on offense. They they had the most points per game last year and the offense yeah. is even better. Yeah. Uh, and the defense, while not the best, uh, it should do all right. Obviously, you know my feelings on Dak. I don't think he's, worth the money he's probably going to get, but he's got the weapons there and he's got the offensive line and he's got the running back. He's got everything there to get him to a 10, 12 win season. It's just whether they put it together. Um, so yeah, I think the Cowboys in the East, uh, the North, I do like the Vikings still, despite the overhaul on defense, they had what most people think was one of the better draft classes this year. Um, it, it all depends on training camp, really trying to get everyone together, trying to get everyone molded and ready to go. Uh, the Lions are probably decent value at 12-1 to 1 in the North as well because they started really well when Stafford was healthy last year and obviously the season fell apart without him but if he, uh, if he stays healthy and by all, all reports he's as good as he's been then they're not too bad at 12-1. to 1. Um, mm. Probably not worth a bet. And then as I say anything in the South, if you can get in, um, the Saints at plus money then I'm happy to take that. Yeah, Saints currently plus one ten. Um, where's the twelves uh, in Detroit? Because I did this yesterday. They're seventeen to two. Uh, Skybet. Skybet. There you go. Um, yeah, I'll just check if for some reason it doesn't list Skybet on the um, on the uh, um, division prices. Interesting. Um, okay, cool. Yeah, no, I, no, I, I certainly agree. And obviously, we're getting a lot of value on the Saints for the South now with the um, the, the suppressed price of of Tampa Bay, aren't we? Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's definitely uh, helped us out there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it'd be interesting. Obviously, they play week one, don't they? So those those odds will be dramatically yeah. changed after the result of, of of that game. So um whether or not you you want to take your pick before that game or or get the shorter price, 
on the victor of, of, of that win, week one matchup. Um, yeah, obviously the choice is yours. Obviously, like we always say on every betting podcast, shop around to get the best prices. Uh, divisional divisional um, ackers are usually allowed by by bookers as well. So um, yeah, make sure you shop around, get a few get a few bets on. Uh, what's your best best bet on the on the divisions? Uh, it's got to be the Bills, really, hasn't it? At twenty nine to twenty for the AFC East. Mm. Uh, that was eight eight eight, I think. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, I, th- I still think to, uh, 12 to Arizona is probably one of the standout bet for, for, for me. Okay, let's move on then then to uh, the AFC and the NFC conferences. Uh, obviously, uh, oh, I should have done it after the Super Bowl betting, really, haven't I? But I've put them in the wrong, in the wrong order, but there we go. Uh, AFC, uh, Kansas City Chiefs are 3 to 1, Baltimore Ravens 33 to 10. Like, again, they're, they're by far uh, and clearly the two, two favourites in the AFC. And then going into the NFC, uh, San Francisco 49ers just under a shade under 5-1. to one, uh, And then it's 7-1 to one for Tampa Bay and New Orleans. Any Anything, obviously, you've, you've gone through Super Bowl and we've gone through divisions, but is there anything in particular you like for, for a conference? Uh, Chiefs and Ravens. Um, I think you've got to go with them too. And then I'd go with the Cowboys at 9-1 to one and the Saints at 7-1 to one, um, for the NFC. Uh, it's, it's again it's a surprise to see the Patriots third favourites um, for the AFC it's just I know obviously historically they're up there but yeah this season is just could be a right mess for them um, yeah um, just them four really they, they, they are going to be my cross conference you can get the Cardinals at 28 to 1 the Browns at 20 to 1 for their divisions obviously I mentioned them in the previous bit with the Super Bowl mm-hmm. um, they're, they're probably the better ones at bigger odds yeah, no, I was say it's one bit I actually quite like doing. I like picking two from each and then doing kind of cross doubles and do like you know do a five and do and do twenty quid. But um, yeah, it's, it's a tiny bit of value. Obviously, we we're used to having the Patriots at you know, you know short like shorter than two to one for which doesn't do anyone any any. Uh, any favours for, for kind of cross doubles it doesn't make worth the uh, return for investment on the time you, you've waited but yeah certainly 3-1 to one favourite for Kansas City in the AFC gives you 20 quid essentially rolling on to you know, obviously if they win rolling on to anyone in the NFC so 20 quid on Dallas at 9s or New Orleans at 7s is yeah makes it a tiny bit more worth it but uh, yeah no I, I kind of agree again Arizona Cardinals at 28-1 to one. Um, a, a good shot outside, outside bet Denver at 30s again is something that I, I quite like and Buffalo at 14s uh, guys I'm looking at but yeah I'm not I'm not taking 16s for the Rams I'm not taking 16s for the, the Vikings or the 14s for the Packers um, yeah, Tampa Bay 7s yeah, is probably is that a good bet I'd, probably not but um, obviously right. with Tom Brady behind so yeah Tampa Bay were a really really good team last year uh, it was just the fact, the fact that uh, James Winston, James Winston was there, to be, to be quite honest. But um, yeah, so they're they're the kind of thoughts on on the conference. Let's take a look then at uh, yeah. What's your, is, is this your favourite market uh, win totals for, for teams? You quite like you quite it, like it was. Thing. Yeah, it was when you could uh, multiple them. Um, they've stopped yeah. that now. I got on. I got on quite a few multiples, but yeah, they're they're. It's a tough one because obviously you've got to bet more because they're all ten to eleven. They're all fairly. Fairly close to even, so you need bigger yeah. stakes to make it worthwhile. But yeah. they they are probably one of the easier ones to to win on. They're obviously last shot in the dark. They are just uh, team v team. And then I've done my strength of schedule with the win totals. Obviously Warren Sharp's done his, and I I, I did mine um, a couple of months ago, and I've updated it recently. And yeah, the Colts have by far the easiest schedule. It's it's fairly crazy how easy theirs is on paper. Um, strangely enough, the Lions have a the easiest schedule in the NFC, uh, whereas the Falcons have the toughest. So if you believe in that kind of thing, then you want to obviously 
bet against them. I do have them all on um, all on a spreadsheet and all on paper. Um, but yeah, there's a couple of things I look for generally is one score games from the previous year because they generally revert to the mean. So um, if you get a team, as I said, was uh, the Chargers, they lost 11 games last season. Nine of them were by eight points or fewer. The Bengals and Lions both had eight one score losses each as well. And I think the Bengals actually led in 10 of their games, which is ridiculous for them to only win two games. It's probably a sign that they weren't very good last year or it's a poor, poor franchise, but who knows? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> them and the Lions are the kind of no one cares teams, and it's not really a surprise to see that they were both <laughs> both involved in in a lot of one score games. Obviously, the Seahawks and the Packers, as I mentioned, had a lot of one score wins, so I'd imagine they will regress a little there. Uh, then, obviously, you've got changes to team personnel. You've obviously got Nuke and uh, people going into the to the Cardinals. You've got to change of coaching in various places. Obviously, Brady, as we know. And then um, team turnovers, generally, they kind of even out as well. It's quite a lot of luck involved in interceptions. So if you've got a team like uh, the Buccaneers, who had 41 takeaways last year, we know that's going to drop, obviously, because they've changed quarterback. Um, but then you've got the team again, like the Chargers. The Chargers uh, are going to charge it. Um, they, they only had 14 takeaways last year, which is ridiculous when you think of uh, teams who had 40-odd. Which, again, that usually evens out over year on year. And the Chargers' defense is really good. So it seems strange that they had so few. Yeah, I mean, look at, just taking a look at Gus Over, I say they've been on flashing three screen as well. You've got three teams in the NFC that have got seven wins. You've got Detroit, Atlanta, and Arizona. Now, if you look at let's just say three in a vacuum, I'm taking the, I'm taking the over on Arizona. Um, I don't, don't fancy anything in Detroit. I don't fancy, obviously, Atlanta, tough schedule, tough division. Um, easy wins there. I think the Panthers, Panthers at five and a half is, is uh, one, maybe two. What do, what do you look for when you, you, you go over and under? Do you say, is it just a case of strength of schedule or do you just look at, you know, kind of look at the high number, the highest end of the, of the spectrum and the lowest and then look at whether or not that's the right number to go over or under? Because obviously, if you've got a low number site like five and a half for, who's got five and a half, uh, Carolina and five for Washington Redskins, do you go, do you try and find six win for, six win, at least six wins for them and vice versa? If you've got Kansas City at 11 and a half, Baltimore at 11, do you try and find how they get under or is it just a case of looking at strength for schedule and change and, and all the rest of it? Um, a bit of everything really. I, I generally have an idea in my head of teams I feel were unlucky last year, teams that came on in the second half of the year. It's not generally statistical, it's just my my hunch and what I think and yeah, things like that. It's, yeah, like the Packers eight and a half. I would have quite happily bet them anything around eight. So that line's actually come down. I think it opened at nine and a half. And I would have been more than happy to take the unders there. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, generally, when the lines come out, I kind of think, right, Cardinals, I think they'll win about eight. And then just look at what the line sets out and see if I think it's any value. Um, obviously, later later in the off-season, I'll go through and do a full kind of win-loss schedule in my head or on a bit of paper. Yeah. And yeah. match them all up and see what I think. Because it's easy to say that someone's going to have 10 wins, but then you need to properly look into who they're playing and it's easy to kind of go through a division and go okay the AFC North uh, the Ravens are going to win 12 Steelers will win 10 Bears will win 9 Bengals will win 6 but then when you kind of match them all up you realise that's not actually oh, possible so, yeah no, absolutely. And do, yeah. Do, you, do you take into consideration obviously the schedule's just been released do you have a look at uh, end of season you know, or runs of you know, away games or you know, prime time games or do you just like yeah, you mean, we know who they're playing at this point and it's yeah, try, it's trying to overthink it 
Um, yeah, not looked into them yet. Uh, it'll be the first five games, really, that you want to concentrate on. If if a team's got a particularly tough start, then there's a good chance they'll be giving up halfway through the season. And the same with the second half. If you think they've got a fairly easy start, then there could be a bit of momentum, could be a bit of confidence in the team. So they're more, in theory, more likely to carry on winning. Uh, this year could be very weird with home field because if teams are playing behind closed doors and obviously teams like the Saints are going to lose out on home field advantage whereas the Chargers are going to be probably better <laughs> off because on the, on the they're not going to have opposition fans at every single game. <laughs> so th- things like that. Um, Steve Fezzik mentioned it saying that there's certain little little edges that could possibly be wiped out or gained by certain teams if, if the season does happen to go on behind closed doors. Sure. All right. Uh, just before we move on, then best favorite favorite uh, win total over and under for each for each conference. I, I've said, yeah, I've said Cardinals over uh, Packers under, but the eight and a half for the Packers is a little too short now. Mm. I think they're going to be around eight wins, um, yeah, so I'd, I'd probably be wary of that. Uh, possibly the over on the Vikings at eight and a half, but again, it depends on uh, off season kind of workouts. Um, so probably, yeah, probably Cardinals over seven. They they hit five, I think, last year, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, just just getting another couple of wins with an improved team, um, another year for Kyler and Cliff. I think they should be able to hit seven at least. Yeah, like seven. I say you get the push for seven as well. Do you, do you prefer doing the push with the with the line, or do you prefer the point five and win loss? I'd rather have six and a half, but <laughs> at the same time, I probably wouldn't take over seven and a half. So okay. yeah, it obviously just gives you that extra bit of safety. And as I say, when you could accumulate them, it was. It was a lot nicer rather than doing it this way, but it is what it is. They don't really like you uh, parlaying them. No, sure. Uh, I, I agree. Arizona over seven is probably the bet for the NFC and AFC. Uh, Denver Broncos over seven and a half, I thought, um, as well. Either, either one of Denver or, or the Chargers will get, will get to eight wins. Uh, what will the Bills? Eight and a half. Yeah, probably. probably that's a sweat, isn't it? They easily get to eight. They're easily a nine-win team. But so it's they should, should be, yeah. To, yeah, that that division as well. I think Buffalo could could win five, four or five in that in that division this year. Um, so yeah, I'll probably take the over on the Buffalo Bills as well. Uh, we'll put all these up on the obviously on the Twitter at full ten yards uh, and obviously full ten yards on the website. We'll put them up as well. So let's uh, move over to some different kind of bets then. So season awards. Uh, I know you, <laughs> this this stage of the season is a bit crazy to try and uh, surmise uh, potential winners or you know, even bet. Yes, even injuries can still happen. You've still got months. To, yeah, they're not. I know they're not doing training camp or anything, but um, still freak stuff can can occur. So I tend to kind of look do these uh, right before the season starts. Uh, regular season MVP. Last couple of years, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, obviously they're top of the betting. They've won it in the last two years. Uh, Tom Brady also in the betting there at twenty five to one. He won it in back in twenty seventeen, and then. Um, Two years prior to that, Matt Ryan and Aaron Rodgers. So essentially, you're looking for a, for a quarterback here, Adam. Um, yeah, pretty much. Obviously, the best team is generally the one who's had the quarterback have the best season. So, yeah, for me, I won't be betting on it. I would obviously go Mahomes or Jackson. Uh, interesting to see Russell Wilson third in the betting at eight to one, and there's a big gap after that to twenties mm. to Dak. Um, I. Th- I wouldn't be surprised if Drew Brees is up there. Obviously, it's probably his last season, and I don't think he's won it in his career. Nope. Um, I'm sure there was a lot of hype on him last year. Again, it is a kind of farewell gift. So 25-1 to 1 for Brees probably isn't the most stupid bet in the world when he's just going to dump it off to Michael Thomas 150 times this season. <laughs> Are you surprised? <laughs> the, two, the two I liked, um, Dak Prescott and Kyler Murray. Obviously, um, Kyler Murray's second year. Uh, 
uh, second year in the league, can make that leap forward. Uh, and I say, if the Cardinals win that division, uh, notoriously tough division this for, for this year, uh, he could get a bit of buzz. But also, you've got you know Dak Prescott. Like we say, he's added CD Lamb, and that offense is going to absolutely fire. And I knew he was getting a little bit of buzz for a little while. Obviously, struggled against the better teams, which kind of put the, the water on that fire. But this season, if it all comes together, obviously Mike McCarthy, if he manages to, manages to click with him, 20 to 1 could look massive uh, come, come the end of the season. But yeah, Patrick Mahomes and, and Lamar Jackson. Um, it, is, it is quite difficult, though, for, for, for players and quarterbacks to, to win it, obviously, back to back years, but also if they've won it before, because what happens is if, a, if, a, if a, say, Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson have a good season, people will automatically revert to their MVP season. If the stats aren't as good as that, they, they have to better it. So, um, yeah. yeah, I know the, the odds are five and seven to one, respectively, for Mahomes and Jackson, but you've kind of already got that bar, that, you know, what they have to hit and they have to beat it. So, um, kind of a, a bit of a disadvantage if you are a previous winner. I know people like Peyton Manning and Tom Brady have won it on, on multiple times, but they've get put together amazing seasons, kind of one, one after the other, that's beat previous MVP seasons. So, um, yeah, I, I think there's a bit of value to go to go against Mahomes and, and Jackson there, just purely because they've won it before. And like I say, Breeze hasn't won it yet. Probably he's probably the only award he hasn't won, isn't it? To be quite, to be quite honest, or any record he hasn't broken. So uh, it's kind of the, the last the last trophy to go in the cabinet. But yeah, I think two against the field, Dak Prescott and Kyler Murray certainly have the the ceiling uh, of winning an MVP season. And it would just be ironic that Dak Prescott wins it the year that he's getting his contract, <laughs> the year after he gets his contract. Uh, so yeah, yeah what, we're looking at what fifty million. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Add uh, add another ten on it. Jeez, uh, what are you doing, Cowboys? What are you doing? <laughs> Uh, okay, let's look at the. He's not, uh, he's not worth it. <laughs> no, he's not. Um, but, then, but if he, he gets the MVP, like, look how we played last season. What nearly just shy of five thousand passing yards. I mean, we just had. Yeah, some... but you went eight and eight. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but uh, yeah. If he if he, he turns in a good performance against one or two, that's a ten. It's a ten win season, five thousand possible passing yards, and obviously gets a bit of rushing on the ground as well. It's just uh, yeah. 50 million pounds going in his pocket, isn't it? Um, all right, let's move on. Let's yeah. move on. Players that don't get a lot of money in their pocket is, uh, is obviously rookies. So, uh, offensive rookie of the year, uh, no doubt, no, no question that uh, Jay Barrow, the right favourite at five to two. But is this a year, obviously, with the mini camp uh, disruption and, and all the coronavirus stuff that's going on, is this the year to take on the, the quarterback? Yeah, it could be. Obviously, running backs come in and they generally, all they have to do is find a hole and go for it. So, they're normally the easiest ones to settle into teams and um, three of the last five winners have been running backs. It should have been four because Zeke should have got it in the year that Dak got it. So, yeah, it's probably a decent one to look at. And obviously, Burrow plays for the Bengals, who the national media hate. And they have only got the two primetime games this year. So the national country, the national country, the nation <laughs> in America will only see them on TV twice against the Browns and the Steelers. And we always lose to the Steelers. So, um, it's a very narrative-driven award, and it's generally one that I look at about halfway through the season, see who's getting the hype, and see see what's building. But yeah, there's a couple of running backs I looked at. You got Cam Akers going into the Rams. He could possibly be the main man in the Rams. It's between him and Henderson by the look of it. Um, Clyde Clyde Edwards-Hilaire obviously was a eight-to-one winner for us. First running back um, taken to the Chiefs. Obviously, the Chiefs running backs are always good with Andy Reid, but he's got a competition with Damian Williams, who is basically a probably a lesser version of Pilar. Um DeAndre Swift is at the Lions. Again, no one cares about them, so it's a tough one there. Um, and Jonathan Taylor is probably the one I would take a punt at this early in the season at 16-1 to 1 on Boyle Sport. He's obviously gone to the Colts. They've got a new quarterback. 
they've got the, one of the best defensive lines in the league and they've got very little money in Marlon Max, so they don't need to kind of load him up. They might do. Um, that's where the issue is. But yeah, um, Taylor had, I think, three 2,000-yard seasons in college or one was just slightly under. Um, so he, he obviously knows what he's doing with the ball in his hands. So they would probably be the one to look for. But as you said, with with the off-season being up in the air, it is possibly a, probably a decent one not to go with Burrow or Tua. Well, yeah, no, you can get 10 to, 10 to 1 for Tua Tungvalo and you can get out of that. He might even start a game this season. So at this point of the season, I'm not, I'm not in no way interested in, in taking Tua. I mean, Joe Barrett at 5-2, to two, he doesn't have to actually do He doesn't have to do much because you've got a, Cincinnati Bengals, a franchise that haven't done anything for a little while. So even if they get to towards 500 in terms of record, then he, he's, he's going to be up there. Uh, the, the, problem is, the problem is with the running backs. I mean, it is the year to kind of go against the, the quarterback. But the problem is with, with all the running backs that have been taken in the draft there's not really much path to to workhorse kind of bell cow kind of workloads so um i mean Clyde was there at six to one yes he could get the the, the workload but projecting it at this time this moment is, is kind of difficult i kind of want to see you know early murmurs in training camp and seeing what kind of what's what's going on maybe a bit of preseason game as well but uh but could you lose the price at that point maybe maybe but six to one for 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 Hilaire is quite short at this point anyway um it's never great to try and go wide receivers, but if you were going to go wide receivers, you kind of want someone that's got path to targets early. So Michael Pittman, like I said, Adam is, is, is a good one. He's obviously bigger than 20s that you can see on the screen there. And Jerry Judy uh, on, the, on the screen at 16s. Those are two guys that could quite easily get, what, 60, 70 uh, targets, in, maybe even reception straight off the bat as well. So if you are looking for wide receivers, it's, not, it's kind of different from MVP where you don't bet on a, a wide receiver for MVP because obviously it's the... The quarterback's obviously eligible as well, but if you've got a, it's been a long time since Philip Rivers has been eligible for offensive rookie of the, <laughs> the rookie of the year. <laughs> but there we go. But yeah, Pittman, Pittman and Judy, I thought maybe two against the field um, at bigger prices. But yeah, I, I, Joe Barry doesn't have to do much for me to be to be quite honest. And they love going into quarterbacks. Um, just and, and I know you said that the three of the last five have been have been running backs, but I, I, I don't see where. The workhorse, or the, they're not going to get enough volume or enough stats to, to do that. I mean, Clyde Edwards Hilaire is going to get mainly through the air. Um, he might, he might, he might get through the ground towards the end of the season. Obviously, that kind of helps with swaying the, the public opinion. Um, but so it's quite, quite hard there for, for for the running backs in the situations they've, they've found themselves in. So uh, I, I think Joe Barry, the, the worthy favourite. I suppose he's not a bit shorter actually. Um, there we go. Yeah, again, Bengals. Um, Jefferson, Jefferson would probably be my one for the receivers. I think he'll probably lead the receivers mm. in uh, receptions this year. Yeah, uh, thirty-three to one for him at Skybet. Yeah, no, like that, like that. Lot. Uh, I, I forgot to say he was on my list, but there we go. Uh, okay, moving over to defensive side of the ball, Chase Young again. I'm surprised he's the price he was. Um, you know, generally, if you're going to win a defensive an award, a defensive award, it's a bit more statistical based, isn't it? You know, sacks, tackles, tackles for lost, passes defending, that kind of stuff as well. So, if, you know. You look at the last couple, it's Nick Bosa obviously went last year with the amount of sacks he had, and Darius Leonard, obviously a lot, he, he led the league in tackles, I think, the year he came into the league. Uh, Marshall and Lamboid, yeah. cornerbacks don't tend to win it. Um, Joey Bosa and um, Marcus Peters as well was, a, was, was the corner uh, that won it recently. Um, but he's, he's, he's a kind of a playmaker anyway, so he's, again, he gets quite elevated stats, uh, but he takes a lot of risks. So um, any, anything that takes your... Uh, I think I see Isaiah Simmons is eight to one, or uh, the two linebackers are, are great value against the favourite. Yeah, obviously they're probably going to get the tackles, and they both landed in good spots. Um, obviously Queens at the Ravens, and Murray went to the Chargers, so they're both in positions where they they've got great defensive coaching available. 
to them. And as we, as you say, they do get a lot of tackles, linebackers. So they probably what, 14 and 20 to one for those two is probably decent enough bets. Um, Derek Brown is one that I kind of like to look at. Um, he's, he's a beast and he's in a, it, the, the worry for him is that he's in a poor defense uh, for the Panthers. So he may be getting double teamed because there's not a whole lot more there that people need to concentrate on. So if you're looking at Derek Brown, you probably want to look at Kinlaw as well, who replaced Buckner uh, in the 49ers defense, um, following in Nick Bosa's footsteps last year. Obviously, they were one of the better defenses, and Bosa didn't even lead. He, he didn't lead rookies in sacks, but he was the most kind of high-profile one. And yeah. in fairness, he missed a couple of games, yeah. um, so I think he deserved it. But yeah, Kinlaw is 25 to one. Derek Brown's 25 to one. Um, both. Similar kind of positions, but yeah, if Kinlaw's in a much better defense, so he is probably the one you want to go for. Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting when we chase young because, like, say the defense is actually is all right, especially that defensive line. And say the offense should be a bit better this year after they've shorn up a, the, the offensive line a little bit as well. But yeah, like, say you can't see you can't you can't give a defensive player a defensive a player on a team that's winning four or five games are kind of a rookie of the year because if only won four or five games no. it doesn't, doesn't really reflect, reflect them let's say if, if uh, the Cardinals get things going and get to 10 wins they could um, Isaiah Simmons could be is, is the bet for me there as well so um, yeah I like it like it a lot okay last up on the docket then Adam we've got uh, obviously the week one betting up um, schedule's been released uh, we've got all of them on screen now obviously all the, all the over-unders on the lines and the handicap spreads as well so uh, without going through all of them anything you particularly like or anything anything you look at at this early stage in terms of uh, obviously the larger the larger handicaps or do you look at who's travelling to where because obviously away home field advantage doesn't overly count first week of the season because the away team the travelling team have had all, all summer to prepare for it anyway but is anything stand out for you? Um, yeah, it's a tough one, isn't it? Obviously, you want to try and look at the value and the ones that you think will move. So, who are the hype teams? Obviously, you've got the Buccaneers are a hype team. They are, apparently they opened around seven point underdogs in this one. They're they're into four point uh, dogs at the Saints mm. um, for the first game of the season. The, it, the Saints and the Cal and the Saints and the Broncos, sorry, have kind of differing different t uh, starts to the season historically the Saints actually start pretty badly in week one and two in general and uh, the Broncos playing at mile high they generally do pretty well so I, I did mention the Broncos only only giving away two and a half points uh, hosting the Titans I thought was a, a decent one I think they'll probably move towards the Broncos despite the fact that the Titans had a good season last year it's just the home field advantage for them uh, one that I know you will mention is obviously the Cowboys on the road at the Rams um, two and a half point underdog. I uh, sorry, two and a half point favorites. Cowboys mm, on the road. Yeah, uh, so funny. not one that I would go to. But mm. um, but yeah, the uh, and then you've got Bengals v Chargers, which I think really I should really be going for the Chargers minus three at Cincinnati. But um, it's it's one of those. It's it's a home debut for Joe Burrow. It'll probably be the the largest crowd the Bengals have had in years. Um, mm. so that well, if there's a crowd, um. So, yeah, that could be interesting. Eagles minus six at Redskins is probably a decent one. I think the, Redskins, um, the Eagles are a far better team than them. But I think, from what I remember, I think they played week one last year. I think that was the one where um, Jackson pulled it out of the bag for the Eagles towards the end. Um, so, yeah, to be honest, week one, I don't, I don't have a whole lot at the moment. Uh, Bills minus five and a half is probably a little bit disrespectful for the Bills hosting the Jets. But... Yeah. 
yeah, it's not much, not much on my uh, radar at the moment, to be honest with them. No, I agree with Denver. I think minus two and a half is great. I think that I think that Dallas line again is more more because of the hype and more because of the the firepower. So I can see why they've gone minus two and a half there. But if that gets to three, three and a half, maybe take the Rams plus three uh, and get the get the push if it's a field goal game. Um, I'd probably take the Bengals plus three and a half. Actually, I know it's a really good defense that the Chargers have got, but um, you know if, if uh, Tyra Taylor's not the not the greatest of, of, of quarterbacks, is he? It's not going to be Justin Herbert under center, but yeah, three and a half. Um, yeah, yeah. Obviously, you can see on screen, obviously all the point spreads, all your total points uh, for week one. Uh, just got a couple of months to wait now, Adam. That's all. That's all we got to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, just uh, four months to wait, but we'll. We'll see what happens with uh, the old COVID over the summer. Yeah. Uh, I, th- I think, personally, I think they'll find some way of doing it um, because it's America's sport and we know Trump isn't going to care. So it, he'll probably try and force it all to happen if um, if it doesn't look like it's going ahead. It, as we said all along, it'll be training camps that'll be affecting it. And that, that I think that'll be the main kind of factor is whether teams have had a chance to prepare. Um, they've said that uh, they're not allowing any team to get an advantage. So un- unless all teams are allowed in training camp, no training camp will be going ahead because obviously it's all separate states over there all with different regulations. Yeah. Um, the California, uh, not mayor, is it? Governor, that's the word I was after. Um, <laughs> he seems fairly kind of strict on it that uh, group events will not be going ahead. So, yeah, I think they'll probably be one of the, the main factors for it being slowed down. Yeah, no, certainly will will be interesting to see. So yeah, just before we get over there, you've got five pounds to spend on one bet right now on a, on an enterprise market. What are you going for? Um, I'll probably just um, parlay the Bills and the Cowboys to win their divisions. Probably looking at about four, five to one for that one. Fair enough. There you go. And uh, where obviously uh, people familiar with you obviously know where to go, but uh, for the people that might be new, obviously because it's YouTube, uh, obviously the screen, details on screen. But uh, get to us where people can get you and your, all your good work. Yep, uh, at Touchdown Tips on Twitter, TD Tips or TouchdownTips.com um, for all my work. And then I do a little bit for you occasionally, uh, a little bit on a couple of the websites as well. But yeah, most nice goes up on TouchdownTips.com. Yeah, and uh, I say we we hope we hope the plan is to be on, on, in your eyes uh, over the course of the season every week, bringing you the best bets and all the lines and all the spreads uh, for each week in the NFL. So look forward to that. Make sure you hit the, the subscribe button so you do know that what is going on with the betting uh, the betting side of, of things. Obviously, this will be in podcast form as well. But predominantly, we're going to have a bit of fun, have a bit of uh, bit, bit of creativity on the old YouTube. So um, yeah, this is uh, kind of a pilot, I suppose, pilot episode. Obviously, we did uh, draft uh, a mock draft with uh, the rest of the full 10 yards game but yeah hoping to get uh, the, the betting side of things on the YouTube and thank you for, for joining us as always uh, so it'll probably be a little while before we do another betting pod but if something kind of happens and all, you know, maybe we get some info and, and intel on some markets maybe we'll, we'll get together and maybe do like a, a review of that and no doubt we'll do a £100 challenge come start of the season but yeah a couple of, couple of, probably a couple yep. of months away now uh, yeah uh, who won the last £100 challenge for the draft uh, we didn't talk about that it wasn't it wasn't me it wasn't me um yeah you can find out on the website find out on the website if you don't know who it was i'm I'm sure i'm sure you do know who he was no yeah good fun good fun those are we need to i need to top up who's won those over the over the years that we've done it but um yeah that's gonna do it for today's podcast hope you're all clued up now on the betting intel so we will be back very soon in your eyes but in the meantime it's goodbye from adam who day 
And it's goodbye from me and the great words of Kevin Cadle. It's bye-bye for now. Uh, bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Full 10 Yards Podcast. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter at Full 10 Yards or email the show full10yards at gmail.com.